Hi there, it's Kendra. Well, it's that wonderful time of the year. Lots of us have kids home on break, and there's a good chance that all of those holiday stressors will be shaking up our nervous systems. If you've listened to the first few episodes of A Little Easier, you'll know we talked about the importance of allowing ourselves to feel our feelings. And we talked about how contagious emotions are. We dived into the nervous system and learned how it drives behavior. And we learned that regulating ourselves is key because it helps us offer our kids that safe, predictable, and reassuring energy that they need to thrive. Those first episodes led us into making space for self-care and self-compassion. I just have to say, reaction to this podcast has been better and bigger than I could have imagined. For an independent podcast started and produced by a parent, we've gotten so much great feedback. I'm hearing from a lot of parents that they feel seen and validated and more hopeful. And what kind of surprised me is that therapists and mental health professionals are saying thank you for making this resource that we can share with parents. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. So, back to the holidays. How do you stay calm in the most stressful family moments? I'm just going to share five simple tips here. These are things that I've picked up from the brilliant people I've interviewed and things that work for me. So experiment to see what works for you because we're all wired differently and what works for you might not be the same as for me. Okay, so here we go. Number one, for starters, we can practice saying no. You don't have to do every holiday tradition if it leaves you overwhelmed or angry or exhausted. I promise that's not what our kids want either. Sometimes it's better to just draw the line or brainstorm new approaches that work better for your family. Number two, try HALT. HALT is a helpful acronym to think of as you check in with yourself. I think so often we just run around without really even noticing what we need. HALT stands for, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? H-A-L-T. As Eileen Devine reminded us, self-care is really nervous system care. And when we tune in and take care of our basic needs, our nervous system gets a chance to downshift and we're less likely to lose it. Prioritize sleep and stay hydrated. Seek moments of quiet. Try single tasking. (laughs) Or stretch or breathe. Call a friend. All these micro actions count. Number three, I love how Dr. Bruce Perry reminded us that something as simple as taking a walk can reset your system. The repetitive motion provides this regulating input to the brain and body. And what's cool is that walking together with another person, with your child, is a way to co-regulate. When we adjust our pace to match each other and focus on the movement, maybe more than on talking, Dr. Nicole Birkin says that's inherently co-regulating. And really, there's nothing like nature to recenter. Look at the clouds, feel the breeze, or hear where I am, like feel the icy chill. Getting outside is one of the best ways to boost our mood and reduce stress and anxiety. Number four. We always hear that we need to be the calm, and that's important 
But how do you do that if you're at your wit's end and you don't want to lose it? Here's a quick healthy regulation strategy that you can use in the moment to bring yourself back. It's this powerful practice called five senses, or sometimes it's called the five, four, three, two, one. So what you do is you look for five things you can see, like your hands or the sky. Four things that you can feel, your feet on the ground, maybe your own heart. Then three things that you can hear, like your kids laughing or screaming, um, your breath. Then look for two things that you can smell, whether it's hand soap or coffee. And then one thing that you can taste, maybe it's toothpaste or, or some gum or just the fresh air. I really love this one because you can do it anytime. And you can just pick one sense if you want, like noticing all the sounds you can hear or feeling your feet dig into the ground to make it even easier. Any of these sensory-based practices can help you through angst and overwhelm and just kind of find your grounding. And number five is to try a self-compassion mantra. Like we heard about from Susan Pollock in episode seven, she said, this is effing hard. I'm doing my best. I'm a mere human and I'm good enough. This practice was a game changer for me and science backs it up. Being gentler with ourselves gives us more compassion for everyone else. And of course, if you feel like you're really in over your head, please talk to someone you trust, whether that's a friend or a family member, a doctor or therapist or a coach or religious leader. All of us need help sometimes, and it doesn't mean you failed. It means you care. So I hope your holidays feel full of wonder and giving and togetherness, or at least a little easier. Next week, we'll take a little break while we're all distracted by the holidays, but we'll be back with another episode the first week in January. We'll be sitting down with the amazing Mantu Joshi. He's a pastor, an author, and a parent, and he'll share with us his way of creating resilience when times are really hard. We'll also meet Dr. Anne Louise Lockhart, who shares some insights about how our own mindset matters. Seriously, lowering our stress and enhancing our well-being makes a difference. It radiates to our kids. And no matter how tough your parenting situation is, there are shifts that can help it feel a little easier for you. And thank you so, so much for listening and for being here. <laughs>